0: Good evening, everyone. I'm Jim Renacci, Chairman of the American Greatness Fund, and this is the America First War Room. It's Christmas time. Let's face it, even in Washington, and we have Christmas spending going on there. Let's roll some clips another trillion dollar spending bill ladies and gentlemen this is supposedly to keep the government funded through next september now they have to pass the package by midnight on friday it's a four thousand one hundred page package you think they've read it this in order to avoid a partial government shutdown Katie Pavlich joining me now Katie nobody's read this thing in 2 days they're going to pass no. another trillion dollar spending bill 4100 pages that nobody has read uh, isn't that the height of irresponsibility uh yeah this this 1.7 trillion dollar spending plan which as you rightly point out people are not going to be able to read it's 4000 pages is an abomination He's standing in the way of spending well the real question is this What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? 1.1 trillion dollars in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win, it's a big win, we're getting 45 billion dollars for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put 45 billion into the military? Are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. Thanks, but it- but we live in La La Land, an alternate universe, Jason. We're $31 trillion in debt. And interest rates have gone up to about 4.5 on the federal debt. So just to service this debt, We're going to pay $450 billion, and it's going to increase up to a trillion at the rate we're going. So these $1.5 trillion deficits are just normal now, and nobody talks about it. Republicans, or at least the Senate version, pretend to be opposed to tax hikes. But in this monstrosity omnibus, they didn't lift one pinky ring finger to prevent tax hikes, which, by the way, will retard investment, productivity, jobs, real wages, and blue collar family incomes so this is not just a monster spending hike bill this is also a tax hike bill well you heard it and i would 100 percent agree in the america first war room we've been talking about this the greatest threat to our democracy is our debt and people just don't seem to be talking about it enough i'm glad to see some of the senators are talking about it but we just can't keep spending money we don't have. Now, let's talk about the omnibus, and let's talk about why we're here. Let's face it, the House has not done its job. They did not do their appropriations bills. They did not do their budget. The Democrat-controlled House, but I will tell you, Republicans will take control next year. Hopefully, they will. While I served in Congress, it was very difficult to get a budget and appropriations bills passed. We'll see if they're able to do it, but it's one of the reasons why We're in the mess we're in today. There is regular order. Regular order is when you do all this in advance and you pass annual appropriations and annual budgets. They haven't done it. We didn't do it when I was in Congress either, by the way, which is one of the real problems with our Congress. So how did we get here? Well, we keep passing what we call CRs. And we talked about this in one of the previous war rooms that CRs are just when you say hey we don't have our work done we don't have our job done so let's just allow spending for another 30 days 60 days and the last time they did a long term CR was before the election and they said let's let's pass something past the election so nobody's worried about it in the November election and that's what they did they passed a long term CR that got us through uh November and then recently They just passed another CR to get us to Friday, Friday, December 23rd. Now, when I was in Congress, I used to always say, you know how Congress gets things done? Only, only during emergencies. Only when there is a deadline and an emergency do we get things done. Well, guess what? December 23rd, this Friday evening, the government will shut down two days before Christmas if they don't pass something. So, they have a couple choices. One choice is to pass this massive omnibus, 4,100 pages, who nobody has read. I've said this time and time again, you can't get a 4,000-page bill handed to you on Monday and know what's in it by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of that week. What's even worse is the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, is estimating this is 1.7 Trillion dollars. And the only reason they're using the word estimate is they haven't had enough time to figure out what's all in this. But it's Christmas time and everybody's throwing things in it knowing that they're going to have to pass something. So again, they have two choices. They can pass, they can pass this monstrosity of a spending bill of which it'll be months from now before we figure out what's all in it. They can pass another CR or They can let the government shut down. They're not going to let the government shut down. And by the way, they're going to want to go home for Christmas. So they're going to pass something by this Friday. I would suggest they pass another CR, which, by the way, I never supported CRs, but push this into January and February and force a Republican House to pass a budget and pass appropriation bills. They may do that. Or they may just go ahead and pass this $1.7 trillion bill. Now, you may ask, why is the Senate doing this? Why isn't the House doing this? Well, here's the problem. When I was in Congress, if the House went ahead and passed an omnibus, um, it would go over to the Senate, and then the Senate would just discard it, rip it apart, say, we're not going to do what the House wants us to do. (coughs) So we're just not going to, you know, we're going to do our own thing. So what's happening here, which most people aren't aware, is the Senate's leading on a spending bill. Should never happen. Or, you know, the the way it's set up, the House puts the spending bill together, the Senate passes it. But that's not going on here. And it's important to know the reason. It's not going on because the House doesn't want to throw something over to the Senate and then have the Senate, you know, just rip it apart. So the Senate's leading. They're going to pass an omnibus. Let's assume they do. And by the way, here's their trick. They'll leave town. They did that to us many times. They'll just pass it and leave and say, okay, house, we dare you not to pass our bill. So keep an eye on some of this stuff because that's the game that's going to be played this week. If the omnibus gets passed. Now remember, it's $1.7 trillion of spending and you would say, why would Republicans agree to do that. Well, there's a lot of goodies in this bill, and that's the problem. What they do in omnibus bills is they just load it up. 4,000 pages, and there are things in here, like I said, that we won't even know about for months to come. So let's talk about them. First off, in Congress, we always talked about defense spending and non-defense discretionary spending. And Republicans and Democrats, Republicans want defense spending, Democrats want less defense spending and more non-discretionary spending. So in this bill, one of the goodies the Republicans got, it's not really a goodie, but uh, they'll call it that, is they got 858 you know, uh, billion dollars in defense spending. Democrats got 772 billion dollars in non-defense discretionary spending. So Republicans will say, we gotta win because we got more money spent on the military. The problem is nobody wins here. Uh, the American people are going to lose because this is just going to be added to the debt. But that'll be one of the uh, cries that why Republicans voted for this. $45 billion in assistance to Ukraine and NATO allies. That's thrown into this bill. Uh, $38 billion in emergency funding to help Americans out West with national disasters. Now think about it. This is what always happened in Congress. If you vote against this, people come up to you and say, so you don't support, you know, funding disasters? Well, of course, Americans support funding disasters. But let's write that in a separate bill. Let's not throw it in this bill because you may be opposed to $1.7 trillion, which I probably, um, if I was in Congress today, I would vote no on this bill. And they'd say, shame on you you don't want to take care of national disasters. Well, yes, I do. The problem is I don't want to spend $1.7 trillion when I don't know what's in it, and I got a 4,000-page bill on Monday. Um, they want to overhaul the electoral vote count so that no vice president can ever say uh, overturn an, a presidential election. They're adding that in. That's not even a spending item. That's a policy issue but they're throwing that in as well. 26 billion to fund attorneys for further prosecution of the January 6th uh, riots. Um, interesting, but and maybe a good spend, but why are we throwing it in here? You know why? Because it's the little goodies that everybody wants. 11 billion to the FBI uh, for extreme violence and terrorism oversight and spending. Think about that. Maybe it's a good spend. Maybe it's not. What are they spending it on? What are they doing? Nobody knows. But it's another $11 billion that's being spent. They increase uh, Pell Grants by $500. Now, you may think that's a small amount, but Pell Grants already aren't working. They are not working. In fact, what I saw in Pell Grants when I was in Washington, and there are some people that may watch this and say, well, I got a Pell Grant. I liked it. You know, I saw a college here in Ohio that actually the first day was full of students who got Pell Grants because they had to show up. And then after that, they didn't show up. And there is no way to claw back that money. There's no provisions to claw back. But we're going to add another $500 to a broken program. You know, you may think, well, it's only $500. But multiply that times all the Pell Grants. It starts to work. To out to be a lot more money. Of uh, four point six pay raise for our troops. Good enough good. Look, everybody supports, you know, supporting our troops, but why not write that in a separate bill? See when you throw it in this omnibus, that's what starts to happen. If you don't vote for this, let's say you vote no for this, here's what people will say. If I was in Congress, say Renacy, you didn't support uh, the, my military pay raise, or you didn't support my husband's military or my spouse's military pay raise. Well, I always supported military pay raises, but I wouldn't support them in a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. And that's the reason why many times you vote no, but then the political ramifications of it come back to you. 25% increase for critical veterans programs, housing, Hey, I'm a big supporter of veterans. And I can tell you that in Congress, 99.9% of members would vote for this on a separate bill. But then you put it into this omnibus. And when you vote no, somebody says, you don't want to support veterans. You don't want to. So you can see what's going on here. It's the Christmas game. We are loading up a bill with all kind of goodies to force you to pass it because you don't want to go home and say, you didn't vote for, you know, critical veterans issues. Um, 400 million, uh, increase to TSA might be a good thing, but why are we throwing in this bill? And TSA may be underfunded. Maybe they're overfunded, but again, it's Christmas time and we're going to throw that into this giant omnibus because it's a way of getting things done. $8 billion for childcare, $5 billion for low-income home energy assistance programs. Okay, again, think about this. We're throwing in these little items, and somebody said, well, it's only $5 billion, it's only $8 billion. It's borrowed money. It's borrowed money, and here's the problem. It's thrown in this omnibus, and if you vote no, You'll get people walk up to you and say, you didn't support, uh, you know, child child care spending. You didn't support uh, this low, uh, for low income home energy programs. Well, maybe you do. You just don't support it in a $1.7 trillion bill. But this is what happens in Washington. Uh, $576 million for EPA to support environmental issues. Well, that's a Democrat goodie. I mean, let's face it, uh, Republicans don't want the Environmental Protection Agency getting any more money, but Republicans might vote for this because they like some of the other things that are in it. TikTok's going to be banned, um, under the federal government use and, and computers. And okay, some people may like that, but why are we throwing it in? Well, Senator Hawley. That's his bill. And if he votes for this, which I don't think he will, but if he does vote for it, he'll say, I voted for it because I had my TikTok bill in here. You see, they take bills and they throw them in here. Uh, $70 million for salmon. I mean, somebody say, why are we spending money on fish? Well, hatcheries and all those industries have asked for this money and it's being spent. $3 million for Bee Friendly Highways. How about that? Bee Friendly Highways. Who ever think that we would be throwing this kind of garbage into a bill like this? And there's also millions of dollars being put aside for a Michelle Obama um, bike trail or, or park trail. All of this is being thrown in here. Now, there might be some Republicans say, well, you know what? I don't support this or I don't support that. But I do support the military pay raises. So that's the reason I voted for it. Or they may say, hey, we spent, we got 858 in defense spending. That's why I voted for it. The American people need to be aware that this is the problem in Washington. $1.7 trillion dollars is being spent, and nobody knows what's in there. But here's what they do know. They do know that it's going to be December 23rd. They should know, and I'm talking about Americans, we should know that Congress only acts in emergencies and deadlines, and they want to go home for Christmas. I can promise you they're going to go home for Christmas, and they're either going to pass this massive garbage bill or they're gonna pass another CR and kick the can down the road. None of this should be done if Congress actually did regular order, passed the 12 appropriation bills, and passed a budget. This is what they're there for. They should be working day one, passing a budget and passing appropriations. Instead, here's what's gonna happen if they pass this massive omnibus. This kicks the can down the road all the way to next September. Basically, um, sends our spending skyrocketing, Spends sends our inflation up. None of this spending is going to bring inflation down. In fact, it's going to increase inflation. So you can see Washington's not working in our benefit right now. What they're working on is their benefit. How do they get home in time? How do they make sure that they're not there over Christmas, and how do they avoid a government shutdown? Now, again, keep your eyes open over the next couple days. They can pass a CR, which basically says, hey, we're spending $6 trillion already, let's divide that up by days, and, and we're gonna allow that amount of spending all the way to another day in time in the future, and then we're gonna have this problem again, a potential shutdown, or they're going to pass this omnibus and they're going to say to the American people, we passed a great bill and we were able to get, Republicans will say, we were able to get defense spending up. We were able to get increases to our military. We uh, we were able to take care of our veterans. Republicans will say that, that vote for it. Democrats will say, we were able to get EPA uh, increases for climate change. We were able to get, you know, food assistance and Pell Grants. Everybody will go away saying, look at what we got for you. But here's what they did get for the American people. Another $1.7 trillion added on to the national debt. This is not the way government should work. It is one of the reasons why the War Room will be talking about this Over and over again, we need to make sure that spending is a priority of watching and lowering our spending. We need to make sure that we have smaller government, not bigger government. We need to make sure that government overreach is not coming from Washington or even in Ohio. We need to make sure all of these things are looked at And done appropriately, we need to get back to the basics, people. We should not be spending money we don't have. We need a balanced budget amendment. We need to start looking at our national debt. The greatest threat to our country is not China, is not Iran, is not Iraq. It's our national debt. And it's Christmas time. And this is why we're going to have a a Congress, most likely, no, hasn't been done yet, but they want to get home for Christmas most likely pass this horrible bill. And let me tell you what will happen when it gets kicked over to the House. There'll be political theater over there by the Republicans. They'll say, shame on those people for kicking it over here. They won't vote for it, which is great, but there's enough Democrats that will vote for it. And President Biden will sign it. And again, we'll pass $1.7 trillion over to our children and grandchildren and future tax increases. So, let's keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, Let's make sure we understand it is Christmas time, but it's not Christmas where we should be spending money we don't have. So, again, I wanna make sure you're aware, and we're gonna continue to talk about this over the next few weeks and months and years, going into 2024, that spending, deficits, all of this should be a priority. When we're going to have oversight, yeah, we should do some oversight on what happened, uh, when it, when it came to the, the virus, COVID virus. And we should have some oversight on what happened when it came to Hunter Biden. I don't have any problems with that. That's how That's the oversight committee. They have 40 members out of 435 members, but we really need as American people, to start pushing for oversight on our national debt, oversight on our spending, get a budget done, get a appropriation bill passed and start pushing our congress to do their job. Again, it's Christmas. I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and this will be our last uh, podcast before the new year. So I want to wish you all a happy new year, a great and prosperous new year. And until next year, God bless you all. Um, and God bless the United States of America.